What's up and welcome to the 10 Minute Beauty Business Podcast. I'm Lexi Lomax, beauty business coach, salon owner of over a decade and stylist too. Each episode, I will bring on guests and topics you can relate to, plus a 10 minute beauty business tip. We all need biz solutions fast and that's what you will find in these tips. Something you can use in your business today in 10 minutes or less. No matter what stage you are in your beauty business, independent, commission, salon owner, or dreaming somewhere in between, 10 minute beauty business is here to serve you. Now let's get to it. Tony, I am so happy to have you. Welcome to the 10 Minute Beauty Business Podcast. And just to get started, why don't you kind of tell us about your journey in the hair industry, but like, you know, a short version. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. And a quick version is, um, you know, I went to Grand Web Hair School. Uh, I got out. I thought I can be a stylist starting off. Realized I needed a little bit more training. So I went and apprenticed for a couple of years. Um, and then I worked for uh, the salon that I apprenticed for uh, for probably over 20 years before I decided to move into my own suite. Oh my gosh. We uh, kind of decompartmentalize. So I, all I do is uh, haircuts. I mean, I do like Brazilian blowouts and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I used to do color. I worked for Wella for a long, long, many years ago, but uh, I just strictly focused on haircutting. I, you know, the salon that I worked at gave me the opportunity to help. Uh, Build a cutting program for them early on. Uh, since then, it's you know it's evolved and you know it's it's a pretty uh, solid foundation and uh, program for this area uh, f- for young stylists. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a great opportunity. But anyway, so I had the luxury to cr- uh, help create the uh, cutting program for this company, and uh, and just it's been a you know just shy of thirty years in the industry, and I just. I love it. I mean, it's, you know, I couldn't hand select a better industry for myself and for everything that I I stand for and what I believe in. That is so rad. I did not know that you were, I mean, because I listened to the podcast, right? I listened to to your guys' podcast and I didn't know that you were compartmentalized. I didn't know, you know, it's so crazy. You listen to somebody's podcast and you don't get to know all the things. And that's exactly why I wanted to have you guys on just to know who you are more as a human, right? It's important. (laughs) Right. Yeah. (laughs) We're like you right now. We're always used to, you know, putting the spotlight on other people and not really having the spotlight on ourselves, but you know, it's fun. Well, it's good. And I I think that that's kind of the beauty of what you guys are doing is bringing so many amazing people to the spotlight to just share stories and when whenever I listen, I and whenever you guys have me on, I I love to spend time with you, and I'm always like, but wait, I want to ask you questions. Right. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait! I have questions, so I'm so excited to chat with you today. And I just first the first thing that sticks out to me is that you were in the same salon for 20 years. Like, talk about loyalty, and somebody was doing something right. So, what did that look like? Like, what was the for you and maybe for the salon, how did that operate and how, like, what were the things that kept you there for 20 years? Wow. So, uh, when I first joined this company, uh, there was two, he had two salons, right. Mm -hmm. Um, but he, he didn't, uh, hold people back. He wanted people to explore. He wanted people, like, if I had an idea, he's like, you know, uh, run with it, see if it, you know, and if it benefits the salon and everybody in the company, we'll, 
adapt it, you know, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll adopt it. And, and so uh, he, he never stifled anybody's creati- creativity. He's, he always allowed people to explore their creative side when it came to business, hair or whatever. He didn't, you know, try to put a stop to you. And then he took over a couple of other salons that were failing. And, you know, I just, cause we grew up in the Sassoon's world and the TG mm-hmm. world, right. And then back in the nineties and, uh, and everybody's had like that same vibe. And I was like, you know, I said, Reg, we should, you know, if we're taking all over these uh, salons, we should create a, at least a foundation, something that's going to create a culture that, that speaks uh, mm-hmm. who we are. And he goes, well, if, if that's in your, you know, you feel like doing something like that, let's, let's, let's kind of explore it. So, uh, and that's what I did. I mean, I, you know, he allowed, he gave me the reins to, to create this great foundation for the company. And um, next thing you know, I'm, I'm in the salons, you know, teaching these foundations to everybody, especially to all of our young, mm-hmm. young people who are creating this culture of, of who we are. And, um, you know, that same company has 15 salons now in the, in the area. In oh, the, it still does. Yeah. And they're awesome. still running strong. And they now they just opened up an educational uh, center. Uh, so it, and it's still, you know, based off the same, same uh, principles. Yeah. That we created. That's pretty- amazing. That sounds like leadership, like really kind of at its finest, right? You recognize what you see in other people and you let them do their thing and doesn't sound like a lot of micromanaging or whatever. And there had to be some really good systems in place to have that many salons. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because he, uh, each salon has a partner, right? So Mm -hmm. if like, for instance, my goal, if I wanted to own my own salon, I can partner up with him and open up my own salon. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So he, he didn't hold anybody back. It was open for everybody. Uh, for me, uh, I just got not distracted, but I, just, I was ready to do other things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so um, he wasn't quite ready to go into the sweet space yet. So I, I just left him, you know, about seven years ago, eight years ago, went on my own. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a, a blessing. Uh, it, it, so many great hairdressers came through there. I, I don't know, like Jackie Davis and Lynn Wynn, who, for Project Runway, you got Philip Wolf mm-hmm. ran through there, uh, uh, through the you know, oh, amazing same company. Yeah, it, it's been pretty phenomenal. What part of the country is this in again? In the Washington D.C. area. Okay, that's what I thought. That's so cool, amazing, and and you know, I think that probably as you know, and as you talk to everybody, and and the more I speak to people about their journey in the hair industry, it's like one whatever that first thing is and the people that you meet, it always like leads to the next, leads to the next, leads to the next. And it's always those things. And I mean, those relationships, I know some of those names we've had, have heard on your podcast. And like, I mean, it's just as uh, the community aspect, I guess, is really right there. You know, you feel it no matter where you are in our industry. Yeah. A hundred percent. And that's, you know, ever since I was a kid, you know, it's it's all like, you know, I we the way we grew up, we grew up pretty pretty poor. So we, you know, uh, we've always had help either you know the community helping us, or mm-hmm. we were doing uh, something to like work in like soup kitchens or or whatever. You right. know what I mean? And growing up uh, in, in church and helping others that way, and just so just 
having that community spirit has always been inside me. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And so even when Corey had the idea of the start the Your Day Off podcast, you know, mm-hmm. it had to be, had it had to come together in a way that it's going to make sense for me. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It had to be community driven. Otherwise, you know, I I don't know if I would be hundred uh, percent into it, but somehow we we took his his wants and and my needs and <laughs> together, and here we go. We have your day off podcast. Talk about ultimate partnership. Well, and that's exactly. I mean, honestly, when I think of of your day off, I think about our community. I think about our industry as a whole. I don't see you know. I don't just see like this one person talking about themselves themselves. You know, it's not like that at all. It's super community driven, especially with the awesome video you guys put together. I have to say the it's I'll let you tell us about it because I don't want to, I don't want to screw it up because your vision is excellent. And, Uh, but you know, the fall in love with our industry campaign that you guys are running is so cool. So tell me how you guys got there. Well, obviously COVID had a big part, right? So, Mm -hmm. you know, by just viewing our, the whole thing, we we want to empower power hairdressers, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And so as on Instagram, you see it's always hairdresser to hairdresser, hairdressers to brands, brands to hairdressers, brands to brands. But you know, somehow we when COVID hit, the the biggest component that that most of us uh are missing is our clients, mm-hmm. right? So um, we wanted to share the story of the hairdresser and the client and how important that is, uh, even in our community that, you know, whether it's locally, whether it's on, on uh, national or world stage, it's our client is what drives us and what helps us. It, they, you know, help us pay the bills. Uh, we're there uh, almost in every aspect of their lives, especially if it's a long-term client, you know what I mean? Their children's lives. And so it's, um, it's such a, a unique and special relationship. And we wanted to, when we did this, we wanted to kind of see how we could uh, just bring that to light. And, you know, and we didn't want to own it. We, we want uh, hairdressers to own it. We wanted them to share it. They want put it on their feed. They can put it in their salon feed or whatever, uh, mm-hmm. share it with their clients to let their clients see how uh, intimate our relationship really is too. And um, I, I know through COVID, I, I, I have plenty of clients that reach out and said, are you okay? Is there of anything course. You, do? you know what I mean? So it's such a beautiful, beautiful relationship. So we just wanted to really focus on that a little bit because I think um, through all this, that was kind of like missing a little bit. And, mm-hmm. and so we wanted to show it off. Well, and if you haven't seen it, go grab the Kleenex and, uh, you know, it, it's so good. And it's just that we all can connect with it. Whether, I mean, basically, if you've ever been inside of a salon, you don't have to work in one. If you've even had a service done or, you know, even if you've just had your haircut, maybe, I don't know, wherever that was for you, speaking to people who, you know, are not in our industry, that is like, you get it. It's instant. Yeah. We understand that connection because we've all had it at some point, right? And and then for us as stylists and beauty professionals, it's like, oh my gosh, you know, I can't remember who it was that was talking about with their wedding day or they started with them like in junior high and then it was prom and then it was their wedding. And then like those milestones yeah. that we walk yeah. with people in. Oh my God. Yeah. And it's so true. And, and, and the story that I told about, you know, and in, in my video by myself the black mm-hmm. and white it explains who this person is yeah. but she was a 14 year old girl that i shaved her head right in and literally uh, i i had tears because 
I had a daughter that same age. Oh so, my gosh. You know how like she goes to school, you know, you're in uh, eighth or ninth grade and uh, how your, your hair has a lot to do with who you are and stuff. Oh my and gosh, imagine sure. shaving her head and just, it was so emotional and her family was so fantastic. And they, she, by the way, the girl is doing fantastic. Now. Excellent. That was going to be my next question. Yeah. She's, she's doing amazingly. Uh, so, but it was, um, it was quite emotional. At this yeah, point. for sure. And well, that's, but I think that that's the, the whole thing, right? Is that through COVID, this has been a disaster. Obviously, we're all living through it. And then there's, but there's still life and so much life and connection and community happens in the salon. And so when you guys told me you were making this video, I'm like, oh my gosh, that is going to be just like, I can't wait to watch it. I can't wait to watch it. And when it came out, I shared it and I shared it with some clients. And I mean, it just because clients get it too. So if you haven't seen it, you guys, you got to go check it out and I'll, we'll link to it here so you can find it easily, but you can find it all over social media too. But really, really cool. And I love that, you know, just community in general doesn't... It can be whoever, right? Like sometimes I think we we imagine, oh, or we talk or maybe... And I might be guilty of this too. That we talk about, we need community. We need to build community. And that means only people that work with me, right? Or only people that are in like that group of whatever, or even just like with my own girlfriends. But it really, it's so much more than that. And we have power in the salon to unify, right? Whether that's even with it, somebody you only see them every six weeks, like that's still a lot more relationship than we think about. Yeah, absolutely. And, that, and that's one of the things that, that, you know, we would like to kind of like zero in on is that it goes beyond our community. It takes, you know, our community wouldn't exist without our clients, right? Because there wouldn't be any products to sell. Right. <laughs> no job. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it really does go beyond the, the you know, I, I have a client that I've, that literally I see, uh, she travels back and forth with us because I see her twice a year because she travels so much. And, uh, but I've been seeing her tw- uh, twice a year for 20 years. Oh my gosh. You know what I mean? <laughs> so even when I see her, we, there's so much for us to catch up on, but yet she is still part of our family, our community. Yeah. Right? So, but you're, but you're right. It, it takes a lot more than just, uh, you know, it's not, not just a haircut and it's not just right now or whoever's in front of you. I mean, that's so true because I have clients that I might see once or twice a year, but I still think about them. And I, you know, if it's when they come in, it's like, you just pick up right where you left off and 20 years. That's a lot of, I mean, that's longer than a lot of people's regular real life relationships, you know? Right. Yeah. I'll tell you a quick story. Uh, we had this uh, Marine, right? She was uh-huh. on our podcast. She's a grief counselor. And um, so Literally the day after we, I did, we did, we interviewed her in the podcast. Um, and it was about grief. So usually when a client comes in, especially when they had a death in the family, I, I really don't know how to have that conversation. So I'm right. like, oh, my condolences and I'm trying to move on. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes we'll sit in silence or sometimes we'll, we'll start talking about something else. But she's like, you know, telling you how clients, they wanted some clients want to talk about it, you know what I mean? Because they don't know how to talk about it or they don't have anybody to talk to. And I, right. We're their um, people. Yeah. So my client, she's from Texas. I've been doing her hair for 15 years. Um, she's She doesn't have any family here in the DC area. All her family's in Texas. And she lost her brother suddenly. Mm-hmm. And so when she mentioned that, literally Maureen's words in my head saying, you know, create conversation, ask, because they want you to ask about how he was or who he was. And right. I start asking questions and literally uh, she started tearing up and she just started talking to me. And, and by the end of the appointment, she said, Tony, 
thank you so much because I've been holding this and I have nobody to talk to. And oh thank gosh. you so much for being there for me. And it's just like, I was like, wow. It was just a few questions that allowed her to totally allow some Open of that. Up. Yeah. Out of her. And, you know, just, it, it was beautiful. And I'm like, that's the kind of impact that we have as, as hairdressers. Right. Cause it started with a haircut. It really did. It was just a haircut, you know? And then I just asked a few questions and, and it meant so much more to her than just a haircut. Mm-hmm. Well, and I guarantee you that whoever she talked to, I don't care what she talked about when it was about her brother, she thought about you, you know? I mean, just because you you were there for her in a in the right way. And that's yeah. the power that we have behind the chair. I mean, it, it kind of is like this year for me was a little bit eye-opening. Like I kind of forgot. You know, because I, I have to say, I am busy. I own a salon. I do a ton of business coaching, and I'm behind the chair still somewhat. And and then You're it was gone. You're a beast. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just insane. I don't know. There's You're something amazing. wrong. But having that, like, just all of a sudden, that one part that kind of like ties it all together for me, though, right? Like being behind the chair is the thing that you know makes the rest of it possible. It was the weirdest thing, but I, and for me, I don't think that I went through um, the identity crisis that maybe so many other people in our industry did during, while we were shut down because, you know, I had other things to do. I'm still owning the, the salon, running the business, and then I'm coaching. So I had so many people turning to me. So I still was in my normal role and somewhat, you know, whereas some of my gals, even at the salon, and I don't know if, if you experienced this or I know you have the podcast too. So it's hard, It's different when you juggle a couple of things, but really didn't know what to do. Like literally had no idea what to do. And, and just, it was heartbreaking for me because I'm like, okay, like we're going to get through this, like trying to be like positive and, and peppy, but it's like, no, this is really awful. And we, you know, we had to meet people where they were and all this stuff. But the one constant that my gals were, would bring back to me. And one thing that I experienced also, regardless of where I was on the roller coaster of emotions that day, uh, was that the clients reached out to us and the clients, like even just communicating with their clients during that time made them feel better. And it made me feel better, even though I didn't know I wasn't feeling good, if that makes any sense. Oh, uh, absolutely. I've had clients that, you know what, Tony, you know, I'm on a four week schedule, so I'm going to continue to pay you every four weeks just so I don't have the cycle. You know, I had a a, clients that did that. Yeah. It was just like, it, they stepped up when, when, you know, they knew that uh, a lot of us needed it. Right. So right. it was like pretty phenomenal that, uh, you know, we take some, and I, I'm, I'm guilty. Sometimes we take this relationship <laughs> for granted. Right? Totally. You know, like sometimes I'll run a few minutes late. I'll just like, bzz, 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 you know, cut through and rough drive, speed it up real quick and then get on to the next one. And now after that, since that, uh, and then, you know, COVID, you got to take that extra 15, 20 minutes to clean up. So I've, I've been taking a uh, little bit more time and, and just getting to know them a little deeper and right. just, uh, it really, it, it's a, a phenomenal, phenomenal relationships that, that we can build with our clientele. And, and not all of them are going to be that way, but right. there's yeah. so many that are, and so many that, you know, being in the industry for so long and, you know, having, Clients, literally, I you know, for 15, 20 years, I, I have a ton of them. 
You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. they know, they know me, they know my family, they know, right. Uh, they would show up to barbecue competitions when I competed over oh. the summer, you know what I mean? Which is so oh, cool. I, then I have all these clients at my booth, you know, after the competition and I have all this food and we just all sit and party together. Oh, that's great. Yeah. It's, I did not know that you did competitive barbecue. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, oh, that, that's one of my a passions. whole other combos. Oh, I, I, I enjoyed barbecue. And, and so, um, over 20 years ago, I bought a house that has an acre and built an outdoor kitchen so I can just strictly barbecue. And then I uh, had a buddy that, you know, I said, hey, there's this competition. And I'm like, hmm, my barbecue tastes pretty good, too. Let me see. <laughs> and I just started competing in, in about 2010, 2011. I stopped since the podcast last two years because we're so busy here. Right. But uh, for, for eight years, we would travel on the summer all over to compete and we, we did quite, you know, quite well. It's just, it's a very nice passion and hobby, I'd say. So fun. Well, it's another creative outlet, which is something that I think is so important for us to have. Like our creativity can't be only in hair, you know? I mean, yeah. like, because it's, that to me is a little bit stifling. Like you can be your most creative in hair, but I think we need to, we're artists, you know, we got to dabble here and there. And I think the kitchen is for sure uh, a spot you can be create, creative and, and flex that creativity muscle. So, well, so your clients came and that is amazing that they came to support you. And that's the, I guess that's the whole point is that those relationships are so much more than whatever it is, whether it's COVID and they really show up for you or just in general, they show up for us. But, and that's a great reminder for us to do the same for them and not rush through it. I will say I've had some pretty humbling experiences in my mind. I don't think that like it's been as a, like apparent for the client, I hope anyways, but like I've had some revelations where I'm like, man, I really never took time on you. Like really never, like you might've thought it was okay or passable or good. And like, cause you kept coming back, but I really didn't give you my best. Like now that we've had time to slow down, I like, and, and that's, that's not, that's embarrassing, but it's also good to recognize it and know that I could show up better for them. You know? And I think probably all of us have had that on some level during this time. And that's what I'm saying. COVID exposed that to me too, right? I mean, that's what I'm saying. And, you know, thank God I have these little this couple of extra minutes after each appointment where I can really kind of, you know, give them my best and pour myself into them and uh, and just kind of make that relationship a little stronger. But yeah, it, it's funny because I, I exactly like what you just said. I, I my clients would come in. I'm like, yeah, this I didn't give you my, my mm-hmm. best. I didn't give you the best of what I offer that I have. Right. But, uh, well, and and with our businesses, you know, I mean, it's some like it just depends. And I think to be a well-rounded business, you have to, for me personally, and I think that you'll agree based on everything that I know about you and that you've told us today, is that like to have a heart-centered business or a heart-focused business first rather than a profit driven business. Granted, you have to have profits. We're not, it's, we're not a charity. We're not, you know, and I everybody knows I go hard on that, like don't give it away and know your numbers and all that stuff. But None of that matters if you suck as a human. And and so really for me, I was like, oh, I think I was like edging towards like more being just profit driven. And or even though in my mind, I was like, well, I'm taking care of them because I'm getting them in. But really, it would have been maybe better had I said, you can see my assistant, you're gonna get a better service and you know, and and pass them along rather than squeezing them in and giving them like the one-two whack job, basically. <laughs> and you know, I, I mean it's just like there, there are those things because, and to tie it all back, like they are our, 
They are our community. And and so for me, it's been really eye-opening. And I think everyone listening probably feels the same way that there has been some positive in COVID. You know, I hate to harp on COVID's the worst and it's detrimental. And it's, I mean, because it is all of those things, but you have to find a silver lining to keep going. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. And when you look outside of yourself and you help others that are in need, you know, it just, it gives you, I'm not going to say purpose, but it gives you such a fulfillment. It gives you something mm-hmm. so rich that you, that you're not going to be able to, to purchase or, you know, you can make all the money in your work in the world, but if you, it, you know, you see it all the time. You see people that have all the money in the world, but they're never happy or never satisfied, satisfied right. or content. You know, but mm-hmm. by by putting by helping others that are in need or you know doing something that makes a difference, it, it does. Like you said earlier, fills your heart. It gives you um, some contentment, fulfillment, mm-hmm. and then you know you can do it, it, and it all comes back around, right? The, the I think the more you help others, the more uh, comes your way. So, uh, but you know, that's, that's who hair industry is. That's what your day off podcast is. And that's literally, we, uh, we never really like the spotlight on ourselves. We always try to <laughs> everybody else. Yeah. But you know what though? I mean, and I understand that, right. You, you just are, you're doing what you, you're, you're like, we need this in our industry. And mm-hmm. we're going to show up and do it. And it's not about us. It's about everybody else. But also, like, it's really cool because you guys had the idea. You guys are the ones delivering it to us to to connect us. I mean, I've made connections through you guys. I, I mean, there, it's just so cool that just by people like listening to an episode or even just somebody in the comments, like I comment and then we chat and it goes into the DMs. Like, it's a connection between people that you would never have an opportunity to meet otherwise. And, and that's the whole, the whole crux of the situation, right? Is that you guys are doing, doing us a service, but in turn, like you do deserve a little bit of the spotlight back because, you know, as uh, a thank we're, you. We're like proud papas. Cause we're like, <laughs> yeah. when, when we see like, all right, here's so-and-so and here's so-and-so and we're able to kind of mm-hmm. create, you know, make that match and they create this magic. And we're like, we high fives like that's what it's all about, bro. That's you know so I mean? cool. It's like, yeah, we get to sit back and watch this magic happen. And <laughs> because there's so many talented, beautiful people in our industry. And uh yeah, it's it's, it's pretty cool. It's pretty awesome. I love it. So I want to ask you something that I did not ask Corey because I just thought of it right now. But um, what is the coolest thing that you guys have gotten to do or the coolest thing that's happened since you started the podcast? All right. The coolest thing, man, there's so many, you know, we, we had an opportunity to put our own show on, uh, you know, it was, we did Presley Poe and friends and, uh, that was phenomenal. Uh, we were going to have part two this year uh, featuring Sam Via. Mm. He, uh, but that Scott postponed to April. Um, there's so many cool things like probably partnering up with Schedulicity because they mm-hmm. have, um, they're very similar as far as uh, community driven. They so much, you know, from from March until September, they waived all their fees. They they love our industry like we love our industry. They've given away so much money in our industry, like so the, much money. <laughs> oh yeah, and they were dumping ten, fifteen thousand dollars a month for those grants and uh, losing out million dollars a uh, you know a million dollars a month by cutting off fees. And so they really have taken care of our industry, but. Um, they, they flew us out one time and, uh, 
you know, had this tour of, of Schedule City's office. And then we went to a lake and we were able to, with uh, Alfredo and Philip. So we did, you know, there's a few of us that were cruising on the lake out there and it's so beautiful. And then, the, you know, Corey and I, we, we really never been to Montana or Wyoming. Right. So we're like, you know, oh, we're not that far from Yellowstone. So the owner of Schedulicity, Jerry, he gives Corey and I the keys to his truck with Gabe. So the three of us, we took his truck and drove, uh, I forgot how many hours down south, but to Yellowstone, right? And so we were able to drive all through Yellowstone and return his truck when we were done. It was oh just like gosh. that kind of generous. But that was probably the coolest thing is, <laughs> uh, is the show in that. There's so many, all the There's people. There's so many things. Yeah. I mean, it's so hard to point out, right? All the friendship. Like in June, like when we, the year 2018, we started the podcast in January. And so our goal was like, hey, how cool would it be to have 10,000 downloads by the end of the year? Mm-hmm. So and we were on target in June. We, were, we had 5,000. And then we're in, we'll go to Orlando premiere. Uh, you know, uh, that's when we met Presley, the Rusels, and everybody. And then from, from that point, June to December, we had 145,000 downloads. Holy smokes. Yeah, so we were at 150,000 downloads, you know, which crushed our dreams or whatever. But, you know, the industry has been so kind, so generous to us to to be able to do what we enjoy doing and and being able to affect people. That's so cool. I think that, I mean, just the, the your goal was so humble, right? Like your goal was just like, we just want to help these people and whatever. And then that's exactly what you're talking about. Like proof in the pudding and just show up and do what you love and stick to your mission. And then it's blown out of the water, you know? And that's something that I, I kind of think that we miss the point a lot. You know, we overcomplicate everything in our beauty businesses, whether that's social media or promotions or wh- what's your mission statement and, and all these things. And sometimes as a coach, I do ask people to answer these questions, but it's like, no, just do you show up, be the best you can be and stick to what's in your heart and you're going to be just fine. Yeah. And, and like Corey says this all the time, you know, like he, he quotes Jim Plank, you know, your, your message is not for everybody. It's for somebody. Go find that somebody. Mm-hmm. Right. So when, you know, uh, our mission was that if people wanted to start podcasts, if we can help in any way, you know, uh, we're, we're definitely uh, an open book. We'll help you. And, you know, we've helped quite a few. Um, yes, I'm raising my hand. You've helped me. <laughs> no, <laughs> Thank you. We're like, you know, we don't look at it as competition. We like, right. you know, if everybody had a podcast and everybody was helping somebody, then that just empowers our industry. And we're, right. we're happy for that. You know what right. I mean? That's a win. Yeah, exactly. And so that's that, but it's, uh, it's beautiful to see over the last year or two, how all these people that are, are making a difference in other, in other people's lives in our industry. And it's, you know, it's pretty cool. It's pretty, pretty dang cool. So tell me, what do you think is on the horizon for our industry in terms of like business, not so much trends or anything like that, but what do you think? I mean, moving out of this year and into, you know, next year and seeing, I mean, what do you think? I think virtual education's here to stay. I think you're going to see that evolving. You know, it's already evolving. Anybody saw the salon centric show, how it was felt, it felt like you're at a show and you had these different rooms and you had these different, you know what I mean? Like booths and stuff like that. I think that's going to continue to evolve. I think uh, it's going to be, um, there's software out there now that say, for instance, uh, there's a group of you that are friends 
you can chat while you're in these things. Like, you know, if you're watching someone, you know, just yeah. like if you went with a bunch of friends or you went with your salon and have, uh, you would talk amongst each other, you'll be able to have that group chat in these virtual uh, uh, classes and other shows. So you, you'll start seeing a lot more of this technology kind of join into these uh, virtual classes and platforms, which will uh, really uh, open up just, I mean, really, I mean, we're just, you know, it's such a, a new thing in our industry. I, 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 I can only imagine with the creatives that we have, where For sure. go, you know, but I, I think you're going to see a lot more of that, more, a lot more technology being poured into the online education. I like that because it gets access to everybody, right? Like we can't, you know, sometimes I'm like, oh man, like there's a really cool class going on in New Jersey, but I'm not going to go to New Jersey, frankly. Like, I mean, maybe if I planned all year, but I can't just like on Sunday be in New Jersey and on Tuesday be back in the salon. Like that doesn't, it's not a good sense, right? But if I can pay to go to the class and I can take it at home right? all day long, I'm doing that. Yeah. And, like I don't even think about it. Yeah. And you're going to start seeing, uh, uh, we've talked to, to a few people where, you know, these these educators that, do go travel for brands that you know salons will be able to host so you'll still be able to be uh doing online educate i mean in salon education but it'll just be virtually right mm-hmm. you'll have a virtual educator that will be able to be uh yeah. kind of communicating back and forth and stuff like that so yeah you're, you're going to see this avenue being uh expanded yeah that's super cool i'm into it i actually we hosted um some digital education like that during covid but we didn't really we thought like oh this is cool for because we were all in our own homes. But what I think is like, how awesome would it be if we set the TV up in the salon, we're all together? You know, I mean, that just makes it easier. And from my perspective as an educator, working with KMS and Goldwell, I'm like, oh, if I don't have to drive to Palm Springs on Monday morning and I right. can just show up, like, you're going to get a better class. I promise. Right. Yeah. Um, because to me, you know, just like in hauling the stuff and all that, like those are the hard things about being a traveling, like an educator in terms of, you know, hair. Um, and so I think that will just up level us all around the board. I know a lot of business education is online already, but at least it's maybe opening folks' eyes up that haven't tried it before. Yeah. And and I think with uh technology, you'll be able to um spin around heads and stuff like that. So you'll be able to see different angles and stuff like that. Oh yeah, we could get like the full TV like thing on top of the head and show the every little thing. (laughs) Yeah, you know, so I I think there's gonna so much more that's coming and it's gonna be so exciting. And like you said, you're gonna learn you're gonna get so much more out of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, everybody's gonna be fresh. But uh I'm excited because I think we're gonna uh we might be do doing our first show in April. Digital, All right, virtually. So, yeah, I have some uh, stuff that I don't think I could talk about yet, but I but it's going to be really, really cool. And I think you know, and it's it's we're all going to be able to go, and that's the beauty of it. Whereas even before with these shows, let's say you wanted to go to ISSE, well, that's in Long Beach. You guys live on the East Coast, right? So maybe that's not a show that is top priority because it's far away. And maybe I'd like to go to the show in New York, but. Again, like it's easier to drive two hours and go to Long Beach, but now I can go to both. Right, exactly, hundred percent. And and um, with ABS, you know, we're talking to uh, Mariah. You know, they're, they're doing a lot of virtual stuff for, with ABS, and uh, so yeah, you'll be able to go to Chicago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, Sign Cali, me up, yeah, DC, <laughs> New York, wherever you want to go. Yeah, uh, 
I'm with you. So I'm, I'm really excited about it. And, uh, but you know, at the same time, you know, you miss that energy. You miss the uh, yeah. interaction with the people. And, you know, Corey and I, we really miss the sh- our friends at the shows. Yeah. Um, you know. Dang it. <laughs> even with our clients, I miss the hugs, you know. So I guess the one thing I, I tell my clients all the time, I think I miss the hugs more than anything. You know, I know. It's so weird that we're being conditioned into little weird robots, but it will come back, I hope. <laughs> yeah. So, so tell me this, are you guys like, what's, what's next for hair industry? What's going on? You've got this show coming maybe in April and then what, what do you think you guys, what's, what's the vision? Some cool stuff. We're working on, um, uh, a website, uh, you know, that's one thing that we, that, you know, it's next for us. So we're working, uh, to building that, to, to making it more community, community oriented. I love it. Um, you know, so it's, it's going to be a lot of good stuff on there. And it's, again, it's not going to be just about us. Mm-hmm. Of course uh, you guys always stick to it. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, we're really excited about that. We're, uh, we, we, we got some things in, in place that we can't really talk about yet until we lock it in, but For sure. Uh, but yeah, we got in 2021, we got some cool things happening. Oh, all right. Well, well and we... after this, uh, I'll tell you first, uh, we have the last two, three weeks of December. Um, we're, we're giving, giving away something really, really special to help mm-hmm. someone to do it. It's, I'll tell you, it's over $5,000 worth of, um, Anybody's eligible in our industry, uh, we're going to be able to rekit someone fully, uh, totally get rid of all your tools and everything that you're using now, oh and gosh. totally replace it with. Uh, we have Sam Via, Hansa. We have all these brands that are on board to, uh, to 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 help us with this giveaway, and we want to uh, end 2020 in a positive note for somebody. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So that's, we're going to be trying to do more stuff like that. And, uh, and yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Oh my gosh. Well, that will be amazing. Somebody is going to be very lucky and probably that will coincide right about with time of release of this episode. So that'll be good. <laughs> yeah. I, look, this, I was rambling there because I it's like, do I say something or I don't? I'm sitting here having a tug of war for myself yeah. <laughs> not to give too much away. But but by that time, yeah. It'll be it, okay. It'll be, it'll be all right. So yeah, we're giving away uh, over $5,000 worth of uh, equipment. Amazing. Oh my gosh. Somebody is going to be so pumped and incredibly blessed by that giveaway. Um, All right. Well, one last question before we wrap it up. So we talked about community a ton during this episode. And we talked about a lot with building community with our clients and and those relationships. But what do you think is the number one way... Like, Let's say somebody works independently or they might not know a lot of people in our industry or not have a lot of connections currently. Like, What do you think is the best way for someone to start to build community in our industry, like with other hairdressers, with other stylists, with other beauty professionals? That's a much easier answer pre-COVID. I know. You know, <laughs> since, you know, restaurants are closed, bars are closed, uh, hangout closed. Um, definitely get involved into local education. Find, uh, find out, uh, you know, whatever brands you carry. Uh, you know, they, they do a lot of education locally, you know, and what's cool is that they do it in other salons 
And usually it's an open door. If you carry that brand, usually they, they invite you in. So mm-hmm. reach out to your distributors, find out where all the local education goes, show up to those classes, meet those hairdressers in those classes and start networking with those people. And as far as clientele, you know, of, of course, hashtags, find out the clientele that you want, the kind mm-hmm. of clientele you want, and then find out where they are, you know, and start reaching out to them, start hanging out there, start hashtagging them, et cetera, et cetera. But find find where all the local uh, classes are and uh, start showing up and start, yeah. showing, you know, exactly. Sense. Yeah. And there is still, there is absolutely local education still going on with COVID, you know, I mean, it's still, yeah. it's masked and it's separated, but it's still happening. Yeah. We you just know? had it in our, in our suites, you know? Yeah. So yeah, it's definitely going on. So show up and, and just don't be afraid to introduce yourself and, and, and talk to people, you know? Right. And uh, you'll be surprised how many people are, are very similar to you. Yeah. And if you're at the same, if you're at something like you, that you signed up for or something that interests you or a line you carry, you're going to, you already have something in common, right? Absolutely. So, so you're, you're off to the, off to the races there. Tony, this has been so full of wisdom. Thank you so much for sharing with us and with the 10 Minute Beauty Business Podcast listeners. Where can we find you online and tell us where we can find the podcast too? Um, so... Uh, you can reach out to me at Hairdistry Upside Down on Instagram. Um, you know, you can reach out Hairdistry on Facebook. Corey and I both have uh, email Tony at Hairdistry. Uh, feel free to send me an email. Uh, reach right. out if, if if you know we if you want to chat, you want to talk about anything. Just let us know. Uh, but yeah, we're just you know we got a lot of good things happening, and you know we want you to be involved in what we're doing so if if something that we're doing and you feel like you can help in any way or you want to be a part of it don't be afraid to reach out because we and that's how we grow you know what i mean uh our network base too is is by uh other hairdressers that reach out to us which is pretty cool and i want to thank you lexi for all the stuff that you're doing and all the magic that you're making and uh we really appreciate your friendship and oh thank you letting us be on your podcast Oh, absolutely. I couldn't wait. I was like, oh, they said yes. Excellent. (laughs) So good. All right, Tony. Well, we'll talk to you later. And I hope to have you and Corey back on together soon. Awesome. Thank you so much. 